Well, hello, everyone. I want to thank you for coming and listening to the broadcast tonight. Um, I have a topic for you. We're going to be talking about living to live by his grace. Living to live by his grace. And when I think about the grace of God, I think about the peace that he gives you and the joy that he gives you when you have come to know him as your personal savior. And I think about the years that I have been saved and living for God, you know, over 40 years, um, I, I, I really fell in love with him. And as we're going into the season, the holiday season, I pray that we would go into it with the right attitude. You know, it's really nice when I see families get together and people are planning um, to be together. I miss all that. You know, uh, many of my family members are are with the Lord. And um, and so I would tell anyone, take advantage of those times because now you can think back on those days and, 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 and really have some good memories. So why do we celebrate, you know, Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving and all the holidays that we celebrate? I know some don't, but those who do and many enjoy celebrating the holiday days, I should say. So what do you get from that? You know, um, when you think about all the things God has done for you, when you think when you look through your family and you can see miracles, people who have been healed. Uh, yeah, many have gone on to be with the Lord, but you can think about the ones who were healed and, and maybe later God decided to take them home and they're still rejoicing. That's the thing. That's the, um, the thing that I really enjoy concerning being a believer because we went on either side whether we're on this side we're still living and or we he chooses to take us home because nobody knows that day but God when he has said you're gonna you've done all you're going to do on earth now you're coming home so that's why we shouldn't take the days that he's given us every day you breathe in and uh, you breathe out you shouldn't take that for granted you should want to utilize though the days that he's given you and and be productive with those days. I, I have some acronyms that I like to use for the word grace. I said G is grace of God. R respecting each other. A angels watching and keeping you safe. C controlling the tongue. E eagerness to change. And when we think about the grace of God and him sending his only begotten son uh, into the earth, I mean, to me, that means a lot that we can come and cry, Abba, Father, and and Father, forgive me of my sins. And, and he does. He does. He's gracious enough to forgive us. And, you know, when we learn how to respect one another, we may not like each other. We may not like everything about the next person, but we can, we surely can respect that person. 
And that means showing respect, knowing when to, you know, quiet down your spirit. You don't have to fuss every time a person doesn't agree with you. Yeah, you can let it go, you know, let this holiday season be a season where you let things go. You don't sit up and argue with one another, being mad from almost last Christmas or last Thanksgiving. You know, sometimes we hold so many grudges until it's ridiculous. But thank God that we serve a God who forgives us. And and we have done, I mean, terrible things, but he forgives us. So how, why are we holding grudges and um, animosity uh, towards your sister or, or brother? I mean, we need to stop it. Really, we should. A is angels watching and keeping you safe. We don't even know when the angels have stopped something from um, happening in our lives because we all have been given an angel. C is controlling the tongue. And that's when I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm learning how to, you know, I think the older you get, the more you realize it really isn't that important. You, you don't have to voice every opinion. It really doesn't matter. If a person has uh, opinion that you don't approve of, or they may say something that you may not like, you know, you may tell them you may not agree with them, but let it go. You don't have to continue to go on for hour making to the point you got to walk out the house. Now that's to me, you know, I don't like those type of holidays when everybody's mad, everybody leaves on a bad note. Let's make a decision to say, you know what, before it gets heated, I'm just going to walk out the room. You don't have to walk out the house. Just walk out the room. You don't have to win every war. And I, I think the older I've gotten, the more I realize uh, it doesn't matter, Michelle. Let them win. You know, because all you're going to do is cause uh, disagreements that lingers on and on and on. And it goes nowhere. And then you're in a conversation, even know why they mad with you. They mad at you for what you did last Christmas or the Christmas before. And you don't even know why they're mad with you. But that some people hold grudges. And so let's make 2021 this Christmas, this Thanksgiving. I know I'm saying in the opposite direction, but maybe that's why I want you to be, you know, to take it the way it's being given to you. And that is let it go really and have an eagerness to change if we would have the same enthusiasm that we have to fight to make sure that we have the last point instead of changing and saying no matter what i'm going to change this year i'm going to change today and i don't have to win every fight i don't have to win every argument I don't have to win at whatever I'm trying to win at when it's causing confusion. So I think that when we understand the importance of the word of God and when we really listen to the words of the scriptures, we will begin to live them wholeheartedly. And hopefully a scripture will come and just, you you know, when you're talking, that scripture will come in your spirit and say, no, that's not, that's not the grace of God. The grace of God wouldn't want me to behave in that way. So I'm going to read from Romans 5. We're going to read chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And it says here, starting with verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, 
we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace, in which we now stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, woo, hallelujah, and character, hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love unto our heart by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Praise the Lord. I mean, it just got, I mean, that, that just went through my whole spirit, bringing tears to my eyes, thinking about the justification that Christ did for us. And all we have to say is, Lord, forgive me of my sins and live according to the scriptures. That's all he's asking. It's so simple until I think we complicate it. We make it more than what is it, it should be. And all, as I said, all we have to do is say, Lord, forgive me of my sins and, can, and begin to live it. Begin to, as I always tell people, find a good church, find a minister who you believe in, who will minister and teach you the truth of God's word as what I'm doing tonight. And so if you continue to seek his face, what do you think is going to happen? There's going to be some change, something. It may not come immediately, but one day something will just hit you and say, you know what? I want a difference. I want to make a difference in my life and others' lives. I want them to see the difference that God has made in my life. And by doing so, I want you to understand what it is to serve God. And I think that's why he calls some of us to ministry. Because that's our job is to share God's word, what God has done in our lives. And then we present it to you and show you the very thing that God continues to do in our lives. We want him to do the same in your life. And maybe he's doing that already. And maybe you just need some encouraging words like I'm giving you tonight by hearing God's word. Well, I'm going to read also, um, the same chapter we're going to go to 
chapter um, verse 15 and it says here 15 through 17 we're going to be reading but the gift is not like trespass for if the many die by the trespass of the one man how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ overflow to the many talking about us he's flowing his spirit flows in us and again verse 16 again the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin the judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification for if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man Jesus Christ and that's what he's done he went to the cross and now you know he died on the cross for us that now we are forgiven of the sins that we commit daily in our lives and all we have to do is father forgive me of committing that sin Lord, help me to grow to be more like you that's all he's asking of us is to live and to become more like him isn't that i mean it's just beautiful when you think about it and and and, and sometimes we just complicate it because i think it's so simple just to say, Lord, forgive me of my sin and help me to grow and be more like you. And and we 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 just find it very difficult. So let's go on and read Romans 6, chapter 6, 11 through 14. And it says here, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive in God and in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are under law, are not under law, but under grace. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we are under the grace of God. His grace is what keeps us. His grace is what keeps you from sinning. Because when you're about to sin, you say, now, you know, I know that wouldn't be pleasing in the sight of God. You know, when you're about to do evil or do something that's not right or talk about somebody or or whatever it is that you might do, you know, in your spirit when it's wrong. And you need to just check yourself right then and say, you know what? Mm-mm, not this time, Satan. You're not getting the best of me. Mm-mm. Now, let's go on to Romans 8. And we're going to be reading verse 1 through 17. It says, therefore, 
There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death for what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. God did not did. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. Glory to God. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires. But those who live accord accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. But those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. He wants us to please him. You, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Glory to God. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live because those who are led by the spirit of God, hallelujah, are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is good and he wants us to be his children. He wants us to serve him. And how we serve him, as we said, we serve him by the spirit of God. And there might be somebody out here tonight who may not know him in the pardon of their sins. And I'm going to read to you Romans 10, 8 through 10. 
And this is how you confess Christ into your life. And that's how you can begin to become a Christian or saved. However, whatever you want to use, but you'll be born again. Now you're joint heirs with the Father. In Romans 10, I'm going to restart reading the 8. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. And that is the word of faith we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Amen. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And is it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Amen. So repeat after me. Say, Father, I give my life to you today. I ask you to forgive me of any sin that I've committed, knowingly or unknowingly. I am now your child. We are now saved. Amen. And that's all it takes is for you to confess him as Lord of your life and begin to get into God's word, begin to, um, if you don't have a church, find a church or come to a place like this where you're going to get the word of God, where you can grow thereby. And the more you continue to feed your spirit, man, the more you're going to find that you won't have appetite to want to go back out there and do the things you used to do far as sinning with your body. God will begin to take that all away from you. You'll have no desire to do those things. All you want to do is please him and to grow in the things of God. And then you want to find out, Father, what is it that you want me to do with my life so I can bring other people to you? And I'm not saying you got to be a minister or whatever you could you could you know uh be a manager or whatever it doesn't matter the main thing is that you are now saved born again and you've given your life to the lord and people are going to see the change and you're going to go and tell people i'm born again now you know i'm saved because you're going to feel the spirit within you and you know something has happened to you and it's the spirit of god who is now is in you And so that's what makes us different from those who don't serve God. And so I'm so happy for those who will listen to this. um, Maybe not right now while we're recording, but at another time. And I pray that you confess Christ as Lord of your life and you will understand the meaning of being a born again believer. Well, I know. I get excited when I start talking about the goodness of God and the things that he continues to do. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be all, you know, you're going to have times that, yeah, you know, things may come against you, but it doesn't stop you from serving God. Well, I want you to come back next Thursday and we are going to have a fresh word for you. Well, you know what we do here. We keep it real. Have a blessed weekend.